millennials to a brand new episode of Millennials Podcast. We are here. Long, long time coming. I am joined again and finally by my boys, my friends in real life, Jesse and Rail. What's going on, fellas? We How back. Yeah, Don't call good, me. Man. <laughs> I knew was, how did I know he was gonna bring this energy? How did I, yeah. how did I know he was gonna bring this energy? I'm just saying, like that's not let's don't don't call me a friend. Don't lie to me. Okay. We back. This is this is a great start. It is great to be back. Um, for those who don't know, this is those minutes podcast where we give our black ass millennial opinions on pop culture, hoop, sports, sneakers, and uh, that's what we've been doing. You got so check this out. So we've been we had a podcast, a pretty I'd say mildly successful podcast. Uh, something happened to it. Um, oh, you just go, you just do it from the top. Oh, he just, <laughs> no, nobody, he just locked it to himself. <laughs> he locked it to himself. I'm, no, I'm just I'm I'm saying this. We we had a, a podcast. It stopped. And when I say mildly successful, I mean mildly successful as much as successful for a non-promoted podcast no but none of us or celebrity you know what i'm saying no cap we used to get seven thousand downloads Great. we real? have people from this huh for real we got seven thousand yes seven seven thousand <laughs> downloads bro uh we had listeners this again i promise you no cap uh, listeners from south america united kingdom and this is not again if y'all want to say i'm lying I can show you the stats. It's not. It's not a game. It's not a lie. But we're back, and uh, we're moving forward, trying to do it bigger and better this time. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up, you know, in our absence, so much things have happened. You know, so much stuff has happened in each other's life. Twenty twenty um, is a horrible and despicable and a little bit great year for a whole bunch of shit, but I'd be, again, like I said, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Breonna Taylor. We sorry our justice system failed you. George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, uh, Sandra Blaine, Bland, I'm sorry, and all those others, countless others that were taken by systematic racism, basically. Um, you're you're you won't be forgotten we won't let you be forgotten and uh we stand with you and this podcast is dedicated to you um also you know r.i.p to chadwick bozeman r.i.p to pop smoke mac miller uh all those that we've lost this year kobe Um, Kobe that i was just about to bring the car around to kobe bryant Gigi Bryant and those seven other that died in the helicopter crash. The notorious so, RBG. Notorious helicopter crash. The notorious um, RBG, uh, a.k.a. Kiki. Uh, Kiki, Ruth, yeah. Ruth Bader. 100%, man. So, but we're here to, we're, we're going to try to lighten the mood and we're going to talk about the big news that happened in NBA yesterday. Uh, Doc Rivers, uh, Parting ways that that they uh, caught it from the Los Angeles Clippers, um, mutual parting ways, which I don't agree with and I don't believe. Um, so just off the top, what do you guys think? Uh, what? Well, how did we get here, and why did this happen? Let's start with you, Jesse. Um. Well, 
How can I do this? All right, so I'll do this. Hey, right, I'm not gonna be disrespectful. Okay. Um, uh, well, first and foremost, uh, why? Well, obviously, if you look at the reports that are slowly uh, dribbling out, if you just see headlines, um, the players talk to uh, what's their owner's name? Um, Steve, Steve Ballmer. Steve Ballmer, which. I, if I, I'll just say this off the rip. Um, if I was a player, I would love to play for Steve Ballmer. He's so hyped and everything, and such a great cheerleader. But um, I just want to, like, you know, players talk to him, and I guess they didn't have, uh, you know, great things to say about Doc Rivers, and uh, they didn't think that he was the best uh, coach for the position. Um, to me, um, I can just, you know, I, it's really hard to say this about him, but it, 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 it rings true because I, I feel like most conversations I have with people, they say the same thing. You know, Doc is a little overrated as a coach. Um, he's won one championship, which gets you a long way. So he definitely deserves another job after this. He's taken his teams to uh, deep in the playoffs. He has, you know, a big a huge, you know, mark on his resume, which is the three ones. He has three of them. That's the most of any NBA coach and any NBA. And that is of the current era of the NBA. So that's happened in the last 20 years of the NBA. He has lost a 3-1 lead in the playoffs. That's before that. It hasn't happened. So it's like, to be known as the coach that's like, obviously the Warriors are the, the mo most notorious for it. When you say 3-1, we're not going to say Doc Rivers. We're going to say the Warriors. But they did it in the biggest game of the season or the biggest, you know, playoff series of the season. They did it in the finals. So, you know, that being on your record is a huge, huge, huge uh, mark on you. And, you know, the one thing about Doc Rivers is He's a motivator, you know. Some people call him a cheerleader, but he's a motivator. He's, he gets guys going, and I think for them, that's they don't feel they need a motivator. You know, Kawhi Leonard doesn't feel he needs a motivator. He doesn't need somebody to motivate him to go out there. But you know, obviously, Kawhi's not the raw, raw guy, and I don't think Paul George is that way either. I think they want a guy that really is X's and O's, that stresses, that has a defensive strategy that will, you know, come up with plays. And, you know, I think that for them, that wasn't Doc. So I don't know who would be better. I think we'll probably get into that a little later. But there's that. And, you know, they moved on. I was honestly surprised that he was leaving the bubble with a job. So I, when they said that he was going to be head coach still, I was – Honestly, surprised. That was that. Yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris Haynes immediately after they lost. Yeah, I quickly it, too. Reported it, quickly Quick. reported it because, because honestly, and and um, the Clippers' loss is a loss. The the Clippers, you know, that is a loss that should get a coach fired, right? Like, yeah, like not yeah. not many coaches can and would survive something that of that magnitude being <clears throat> considered the heavy favorites by 
all basically all walks of life uh, in the media, uh, players, uh, coaches as well, and just completely wet in the bed against a, a lesser. Um, Again, and they, and they shouldn't be that. I know in people's minds, Denver is lesser, but technically they were the three seed and they were going back and forth with the Clippers for the two and the three seed all year. And people like skip over and kind we're of talking about, gloss over. We're also talking about a Denver team that almost went to the Western Conference Finals last year, too. Right. So they were supposed, so like, to, get, so they like, were supposed I, to be I a to legitimate keep, fair. They were supposed to be a I legitimate try to, I try to keep that. I try to keep that in mind in hindsight um, um, about about what about Denver, um, but like this, um, I like Doc as a person, as a man, as a black man. Like I've, I've come. Of I mean, course. I, of course. Um, we've talked about on our tester pods. So this is. It's, I haven't said this public, but I just feel like I have. But like. Uh, Doc, his voice and the stuff that he's gone through uh, with racism has been well documented and it's kind of incredible that the Clippers had an, a, a, a face, if you will, or an ambassador of his caliber because he always had the right thing to say. Um, he's Like I said, he's been through a lot and like I'm not even bringing up the Donald Sterling stuff, you know what I'm saying? He he went through the, all the whole Donald Sterling stuff and all that happened. Um I just I just admire Doc as a man. But like you said Jesse, he has not been a great coach. So uh the Clippers loss was catastrophic and this happens and I don't blame Steve Ballmer for kind of wanting to shake things up my only issue is this and then we can send Terrell after this um this team is great like I said everybody predicted them to make it to the finals and and even become champion my only issue is firing a coach when you don't have a better one next in line and while we say that, um, you can't, like, to me, adding a coach of Ty Lu or Jeff Van Gunny, some of the names that have been floated around in the ether, um, or just, they're just, they're substitute teachers, in my opinion, um, uh, if you take it that way. Now, if they go and do something like get pop. I, what, but I don't think that's possible because his relationship with Kawhi. So I don't see that happening. So go ahead, real. Um, you guys pretty much covered everything. I mean, but the only thing I would add to this is that I just think when what what great teams come different expectations. So, like in 2019, he finished second in coaching of the year to Mike Budenholzer, second right. in coaching of the year, and that was literally last year. And he had a Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, pick and rule fiesta, pretty much that led them um, to a decent record. They didn't make the playoffs, but it was a decent record. They were they were effing competitive last year. But when you add Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and an owner who wants to win, 
somebody has to be blamed. We don't even know who the Clippers front office is. You know, we think Jerry West, he's not, he's a part of it. He's not the front office guy. Lawrence, Lawrence, Frank. The, Lawrence Frank is, who was, well, actual, <laughs> who was actually the former coach of the Nets, who, yeah. so, and, and he, he was on Doc Rivers staff two years ago. Yeah. So, so I don't even know. Honestly, the Clippers kind of figured it out. I mean, I think when you blow two, uh, two double-digit leads, you blew the 19-point lead, you blew the 16-point lead, I watched you give them both back. And then, and, then, and then you had two players who looked confused. So is it his fault? No. It's on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Somebody just has to go. I mean, I don't think Lawrence Frank was the reason why Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard went there. So you can't fire him. You know, so it's like I, the reason why Kawhi Leonard went there is – because the stage was just too big in L.A. for uh, for him to be a Laker. So, so I just think the only reason why he wanted to go to L.A. is he wanted to be – he wanted to play in L.A., but it was just too big for him. him and, because if Paul George thought he, if he could do what he do, what he just did in a Laker uniform, he, he, he's fucking kidding. And if Kawhi Leonard thinks he can come to L.A. and do what he did in a Laker uniform, he's fucking kidding himself too. So it's best that they did that shit over there because over here he probably would have had a riot. But – just in, in, in overall, I don't need as far as the next coach. It's not even much you got to figure out. It's more so the roster. The next coach can just be a ball roller at this point and get out the fucking way because I mean, you. They, I mean, other than, I mean, yeah, he was out coached by Rick Carlisle, but at the end of the day, Co- no Kawhi. Huh? There's no shame in being coached, coached by Rick. No, but I'm, I'm just saying, so this wasn't the first series is what I'm saying. So there's no, also no shame in being outcoached and also winning the series. You have the two best players. In any series they walk into, with anybody else other than not named LeBron James or Anthony Davis, they're going to walk into any series with the two best players. They just got that played. So it, it, whether it be Doc, Ty Lue, it just, it just something had to change because the only reason why I think they did that is because I don't think much is going to change with the roster. They're not going to make many moves. They're going to maybe try to add a point guard, but like I said, they're kind of cap fucked. We so. kind of forget Steve Ballmer's been there since 2014. So, like, he saw he was there yeah. for the, the first collapse, yeah. right? So, like, yeah. Well, again, well while, didn't the first collapse happen in 2012? Yeah. Okay. So, the, what, the second collapse? Yeah. Okay. You're right. <laughs> My bad. I'd be forgetting all these collapses. Um, so he was there for the second collapse, right? Are you talking about the Josh Smith one? Yeah, the when Josh Briss Smith and Corey Brewer turned into Reggie Miller and Clay Thompson together. Okay. <laughs> um, but like I said, I just, I just, for well, for one off rip, there's some awesome coaching jobs available right now. Like between. This job, like Real says, you basically have to be a ball roller, which I, you know, I don't necessarily think that much. I think with this job, you really have to take into account uh, not only personnel, but you have to manage egos. How many egos uh, you got on this team? You got to manage egos. Because I don't think Kawhi, Kawhi is half retarded. I mean, can I say retarded? But, um, <laughs> but Kawhi. First beat. <laughs> Kawhi is fucking stupid when it comes to being a leader. So, if anything, I feel like the next coach will have more of an influence on it. It's an easier job because he can have an influence on the locker room. You really going to beat me for that? <laughs> I mean, look, Kawhi's not stupid when it comes to a leader. He's just not a, you know, he's not a leader. I think that's, he is. 
this outspoken guy. Uh, yeah, he's not. And that's but again, that was supposed to be Doc's role, though. Like Doc was supposed Doc, Doc. That was supposed Doc, to be Doc. That's supposed to be Pat Bev. That's supposed Pat to be Bev. Those those you know, those again, are guys. Those I, are look, supposed to be the leaders well, look, of your locker room, right? Well, look, look. This is where the mistake happened. Here and we I go. Think the, no, here I'm just here. Oh, this is okay. the, where the this is where the mistake happened. Um, I have the jokes for later. Um, the, the first <laughs> issue they had was they came in with a formula that they thought that was, this is the formula of winning a championship. Sit Kawhi, right? Paul George. That, but that's not his fault, but though. That's not that's his not fault. fault. No, no, they no, came with a plan. No, when I said Kawhi, no, wait, Kawhi wait, told the Clippers. Wait, wait, I'm saying they. I'm not saying Doc. I'm saying they. Doc had to go with it. This is right. what I'm saying. They. Okay. They, as an organization, said this is the formula of winning a championship. Kawhi told him, I can only play so many games. He has, his knees are, you know. Low management. They're, they're you know, they're degenerating the more, uh, the more he, and more he plays. You can see that. Um, the problem is you have, you're putting them on a new team. The difference between the Clippers and the the Raptors, that Raptors team, majority of that team went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Got swept, but the majority of that team went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They have learned to play without a star player. They know how to play without a star player. You're trying to build a team, and you're putting this team that made it to the playoffs to the first, as an eighth seed. This is not a team that knew how to get far into the playoffs. You have a bunch of guys that are scrappy guys. So you told them the winning formula was, okay, we're going to sit. Kawhi gets star treatment, superstar treatment. He gets to sit out games. Players agreed to that. Paul George got superstar treatment, took his surgery just before the season started and had to sit out for how long. And then it was like, but players didn't like that because they were like, wait, why is Paul George getting this type of treatment? First and foremost, it's kind of like it's kind of like what Pippen did to the Bulls. Why are you barely getting the surgery now? So he already had a bad, like, no matter what. I got hurt on does, company time. I get it fixed on company time. Well, well I mean, that just comes. That just come, <laughs> I would say this. Anybody who had a problem with, with what they brought in with Paul George, they clearly brought him in because they bought him in. They bought into him more than they bought into anything else on that roster. So if he yeah. comes in with this uh, eagle, it's because the Clippers gave him that entitlement. They never had anybody. They never had a, a, but, a guy uh, what, of, but, of, of, of Paul George. I mean, the closest they got was Blake Griffin and CP3. But that's what I'm trying to say is where it's like in that mindset of like players are already looking at Paul George sideways. The, they didn't say anything about Kawhi. At the end of the season. everything that's coming out is all about Paul George. Nobody wants to hear what Paul George is saying. They're rolling eyes. He's trying, uh, Montrez Harrell and him have gotten a, a loud back and forth. It's they obviously have a problem with Paul George. So he came into the season, and there was one guy that at least, if he had to, you know, we could play without Kawhi, we know he's going to show up. We don't know if Paul George is going to show up. We don't know what kind of Paul George we're going to get. And that's, that is off of Paul George's reputation of the past. So it's like yeah. one of those things where it's just like they already had an issue with Paul George, even though they thought they were going to be this great team. And, you know, that's the mindset. But you then, the excuses at the end of the season were all the things that you guys said was the, what was the winning formula. Sit, guys. Rest them. You guys got the ultimate load management in 
three months off and coming back to this bubble. You got the ultimate load management. And ultimately, you I feel like that's the tried. reason why. I feel like that's the reason why Steve, Steve Ballmer actually uh, eventually made his decision. Um, so, so real quick, so we can wrap this this segment up real quick. Um, uh, do you guys? What do you guys see Doc doing? Uh, as soon as he posted uh, his exit from the Clippers, apparently Philly called, uh, New Orleans called. I think it's New Orleans. Uh, do you? Th- you think no. it's New Orleans for? Uh, what you I, think, Jesse? I think uh, D'Antoni should go to New Orleans, and I think that uh, D'Antoni in New Orleans, yeah, because like everybody's linking Dan. Like I, I heard today I like uh, on the pod. I actually like that. I, I've heard him. I heard D'Antoni linked with the Clippers, which I don't makes no, no sense that, to me. That doesn't make sense at all. That doesn't I, make that sense is, at all. That's I don't terrible. think Doc with the. I don't think Doc with the Citrus makes sense either. I mean, you don't think so? Better. I actually think it works. I think I would say this. He probably better. he he may be the best. He, he might, may be the best coach might. to get something yeah. out of Embiid. The, if, the Sixers if, need an, an attitude adjustment, and I think Doc is the guy. Coach to bring of that Doc's in. caliber, obviously Doc's not gonna. Again, we just I just told you two coaching jobs that call it. He's not gonna have any problems trying to find a job. Okay. Selfishly, I would want Doc on commentary again. I remember when Doc used to do commentary; he was pretty mm-hmm. damn good because so we can get Reggie Miller and Chris Webber off television. Um. Whoa. Yeah, what's the issue, better. Jesse? They've what's, gotten what's, better. They've gotten better. They've as gotten a better. team, as a team, they're good. Yeah. As a tandem, yeah, yeah tandem, uh, I like them. As a tandem, they're fine. Yeah. So individually, they're terrible. Uh, yeah, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I agree. Um. I yeah, think Doc. I think Doc should call the Celtics. He's not going to the Celtics. Not, he's not going. <laughs> that back that job is he's occupied. Not, <laughs> If I and truthfully, if I'm the Kings, no, he won't go to a bad team. He's he, Doc's going for a championship or bust. I mean, well, what is he going to? Is, then what is he going to New Orleans for? Because they're not winning a championship. No, that's why. That's, that's why I said he's not going. That, that's that's, like, that's why I said I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like the New Orleans. Well, here's the thing. Though. Here's the thing. Though. I Dan Tony, I like the New Orleans thing because they want to run and they should yeah. run. And that's the. I think that's the best way to use uh, Zion. Well, I mean, running. hopefully, I would say this: if, if I'm they Lonzo Ball, running. if I'm Lonzo Ball, I'm praying for Dan Tony. Yeah, so I can at least save what's left in my career. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on. Um, Hold on, before we move on. I just so, want to also say it's all Paul George's fault. Not only did he cheat on his daughter, but he got you fired. He brought the man in. <laughs> brought the man the in. You got the man in, and he's just doing you wrong. Left and right, he's taking your family out. Next thing he's going to do is get to injure Austin Rivers. Watch. I'm telling you right now. He's going to get Austin Rivers a torn ACL. That's it. Boy, oh, boy. Um, all right, Transition. NBA Finals start tomorrow. We're finally here. 22 teams finally are done, and we're down to two teams. We're down to the Miami Heat and Los Angeles Lakers. Bubble Finals. LeBron versus Miami. LeBron versus Pat Riley. Anthony Davis versus uh, Bam Adebayo. Kyle Kuzma, strangely, against Tyler Hero and some girl that they used to date. Which is weird because Which is Kyle weird. Mer- uh, Kyle, uh, I said Kyle. Mer- I'm over that Kyle. shit. Kyle Kuzma <laughs> got a bad. He's now. so in. He's so in love. He kind yeah, of his girlfriend has been shit. in the bubble every the day whole she time. Is. Yeah, she, she flew the banner over, and it's like, what are y'all talking about? He's straight. I just need him. Dion, Dion Waiters gets a ring no matter what. Jr. Waiters, Waiters revenge. Waiters revenge. <laughs> Jr. 
two ring champion possibility. Myers Leonard. We got a lot to go from here. Big face coffee. Uh, Myers Leonard what? <laughs> Myers Leonard what? Yeah, well, yeah what did you say his name for? <laughs> he's, he's like the best hype man on the pitch in the, no, in the bubble. He's like that's, the greatest That's all he's good bench. for. That's all he's good for. <laughs> I still wonder why he gets interviewed. Why is Tobias yeah. Leonard getting interviewed? I, I, I love Myers Leonard. Um, all right. So I always say this when we talk about basketball with you guys. I say, how nerdy do we want to get? Like, so on the face, I know where you guys is, where all of our predictions lie. But re- what jumps out to you first from the matchup? What – when when the ball tips for game one tomorrow, what's the first thing you're gonna be looking at, real? Um, all right. I'm, I'm if I take my Homer hat off. Okay. First, oh, oh, it comes off. Yeah, for a little bit, but I'm putting it right back on. <laughs> I'm gonna go get another shot. I'm going yeah. <laughs> so if I take my Homer hat off. Okay, I like this. I, the first thing I'm looking at is how we're gonna attack this damn zone, but. I don't think Miami necessarily has to run that zone against us because I don't think we're the team that you can really – I mean, they're going to do it, and how we attack the zone, I mean, you like you said, you learn how to play – I like zone. how you say you're going to take your homer hat off, but then you said, I don't like how we – Oh, my bad. Okay, I don't like how the <laughs> – The first thing I'll look at, it, like I said, is how, is how the Lakers attack this zone because you learn how to play this zone in sixth grade – I mean, we got zone busters, is what I is what I but ultimately I come up with. So I ultimately think we're going to shoot who's, them out of the zone. zone? We, how many zone busters did the Lakers have? Uh, I mean, Danny Green's a three point corner spot. This is what he should be here for, right? This is what you say he came here for, right, Kevin? You said this is why he came here. <laughs> uh, the, oh, they don't. You guys don't know. Uh, the fans don't know. I, obviously, Danny Green has been struggling in the bubble. Piece of shit. Horribly struggling in the bubble. Danny Green will have his day in the finals. I don't know which oh, game. Stop it. Stop Danny it, Green will stop have it. his day in the finals. Marty better. I, I will write that down. Or, or, or. I'm going to say this. He's going I'm up against the zone. Calls. I'm going to make some calls. And there's just going to be a girl that magically shows up in his room. <laughs> you know what? I will say Danny Green was so bad last year. Apparently the tester girl showed up in the room. house. I was hoping I was hoping Danny Green did go down your house a couple times. <laughs> but um Jesse, uh when the ball tips, what's the first thing you're gonna look at? Grail said uh zone how the Lakers gonna attack the zone. What's the what's the first thing you're looking at when um when the ball uh, tips for game one? I mean, I think the number one thing is to how you I think Rail's right. It's just how they're gonna attack that defense. Because you know, no matter what, they haven't faced the defense of this level. Um Bam Adebayo is not um, as tall as Anthony Davis, but the one thing that bothers Anthony Davis is somebody putting their body on him, and Bam can put his body on you, and he can move with you. So he's going to challenge everything you got. Um, also, I think the biggest thing is um, is seeing how the Heat, the Heat's advantages on the Lakers – are like all the Lakers' weaknesses, like a player that can dribble or the the pick and roll, like that that dribble handoff pick and roll that they do. Um, guard, just basketball. Yeah, guarding a three point shooter and Duncan who can just put it up. Um, 
Tyler, their bench is better scoring bench than the Lakers. Um, I, I, Kyle Kuzma can't guard Tyler Harrell. And we're going to have to rely on, um, you know, Caruso and KCP. Show. I'm curious um, about that Caruso four-quarter Tyler Hero matchup. So this is the first thing. So so this is the first thing. You guys both said the zone and how they attack the defense is the first thing you guys checking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I'm checking for is um, I, I think Frank should do exactly what he did towards the end of <clears throat> the last round and start Dwight Howard. I don't want to see a lot of JaVale McGee this round. I think JaVale McGee's done. I think he's done. I, I – uh, he sh- uh, he he's gonna play. He's you know he's gonna. No, play. He's gonna I'm play, just so. saying. I'm just saying. backup minutes. Get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, get him out Dwight, of the damn game. I'm saying. But in Dwight, general, Dwight, sh- I, Dwight should start. Oh, you think he's done? Like period as a player. I think he's done as a player. I think um, he's got he's got or, four million reason. He got four or, million reason why to come back next year. I'm just leaving you right now. Or yeah, he's got an option one year. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. He has four years next. He has four year option. Well. Or oh, he has to be a one-year option. He can't be a four-year option. It's a how four did he get a two-year option? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, I'm saying, how do you get a four-year option? He get no Look, fucking four-year option. No, not four, yeah. not four year, yeah. not four year. He's no, not four year. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Four million dollars. I'm sorry. Oh. That's what I meant. Not he's four saying million. a one. He's saying a one and I'm one. I'm saying and one and one for, and he's gonna opt into his four million dollars. That's what I meant. Sorry. But even that being said, he he come back and sit the bet. Oh, what I'm saying is. I don't know if he's done. It's either the bubble has gotten to him or he's done. Like, watching him play in game five was, like, it, it was, like, bad. Like, it was horrendous. Like, it was, like, how he dropped off from the Blazer series all the way to then. It just seemed like it was just, like, why is he even playing? I just think Nicole is a bad matchup for him. He's just too strong, oh, too, it skilled, is, but too smart. It, he is, but he just – he just looked completely lost, is what I'm saying, and so yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't Dwight, know. Dwight looked good, so that's what I'm looking it for. I'm hoping. Dwight's I'm hoping. Yeah, so I'm hoping. I'm hoping Frank doesn't mess around, and he shouldn't mess around. Start Dwight. Um, I, I want to see. Uh, obviously, the zone is going to be a factor. Everybody's talking about the zone. Um, also, I want to see. Mind. I want to see. I, I know it. What's up? Sorry, but keep in mind, the zone is only one of their defenses. Right, like, right. Frank, we don't even yeah, know Spoh's, what Spoh's going to get. Spoh's going to get. Spoh's going to get. That, he's not, he he knows LeBron. He's not going to let LeBron yeah. or Rondo see the same look. Over and there. as a basketball fan, I'm really switches. curious about the Spoh that's, looks that's, that 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 yeah. he, that that, that, that zone because Spoh's not Spoh's not a simple hand shower. That so zone you guys talked about the Celtics. That's what they coming to the Celtics. That's and the Celtics, and, and if people go and look like this, some of the games, yeah, the, the zone uh, somewhat stifled the Celtics. But towards the end, the Celtics figured the zone out. They just they fucked they up the turnovers and yeah. and they and uh, like you can only do so much with you know Kimba out there. The, the one <laughs> thing the Lakers Smart do have twenty two shots. Right, I mean that too. That, um, the one thing the Lakers do have in their favor. And, and it's crazy to say out loud, they don't have a lot of points to attack. Like, there's not – the Lakers aren't going to throw a lot of bad defenders out there anymore. Like, Kyle Kuzma is the worst, and he's he's even improved. Like, there's no bad Ooh. defenders out there on the Lakers. I don't know about that. Like, he's booze bad sometimes. Who? 
Kuzma. Yeah. So yes. That's what I'm so, saying. Yeah. When he's bad, no, he's but boobs. I mean, not like LeBron doesn't. Not LeBron's not great going through screens. So like that, that doesn't matter either. Like it's just it depends well, on his match. Like if if he's on Jimmy, he just I just just don't foul, right? Like just have your hands up and don't foul. Here's like, what I, I would also say: he can guard. I think he can. Honestly, I think Kyle Kuzma could do really good on uh, Goran Dragic. Oh. If he doesn't oh. foul. Oh, if he no. doesn't foul. No, 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 no. If he, I mean. No. I'm talking about for the second unit. It, they're probably going to put, I don't know. Again, that's another thing. The, mat, the match, like I said, the, for me, the matchups are crazy because, like, everybody's yeah. expecting Bam to guard AD, right? Like, or Bam, you're going to put Bam on. Do, does Spo start with Bam on Dwight and put Crowder on AD? Or, or does he do? I mean, he's going to start in the zone. Out the gate. You think they're yeah. going to come out the gate out the zone? I don't think they're yeah. going to come out the gate. In the zone. Well, I think, I think gonna... for me, I think the biggest, um, like you know, X factor is when is Solomon Hill going to get those five minutes? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think. I don't. Again, I, I mean. T- Spoke can mess around if he wants to and play Solomon Hill. <laughs> I expect to see um, the dunk champion. Um, Derrick Jones. Oh, yeah. yeah Jones. I expect to see Darius Jones, Jones Jr. out there. Asterisk, asterisk dunk champion. <laughs> there is a, 100%. Um, um, well, I, here's I my think, thing. I would say I that Rondo's going to have a big role. Yes, because we've got to play AD at the five. Because when, when, when Rail was talking about zone busters, uh, and he was he, he specifically you went strictly to shooters. I went to the minutes where LeBron sits, whatever the two minutes or one minute LeBron decides to sit. Rondo, no matter what, he forces the defense to 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 pay attention to him and to guard him. Yeah, he's going to draw two defenders, and him and AD out there have a really great chemistry. He and also it's he not also like gets people heat. moving. He gets people right. moving like they're and, in a the zone. Heat. Cut, move, move, and, move. Right. In the Heat, um, while they did play against a good defense in the Boston Celtics, they didn't play against a team like the Los Angeles Lakers because while Tyst is good, he ain't no lob threat like Dwight A.D. Mm-mm. Like, Rondo's going to be looking for them lob threats, like to lob it up because yeah. the Heat haven't experienced that in any of these rounds with any teams besides, I guess, the Raptors for a little bit or whatever. I will also say this. The good thing about – what's going to happen for LeBron is there's not going to be a guy that necessarily tires him out on defense. Yeah. He's going that, to, he's going to, that's, he's gonna that's cover a big, Crowder. He's going to be able to rest on Jamal. He's going to yeah. be able to rest on Crowder. He's going to be able to. And this is the biggest. Even if he, even if he's guarding Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler doesn't, yeah. The, Jimmy Butler doesn't mind like being given the ball up. So he's going to have to be alert like, defensively, but it's not yeah. going to be like, it's not going to be tax. I see what you're saying. It's not going to be like tax yeah. on like a garden Kawhi. Yeah. Garden KD. So that's a or, good thing or, for or those, that. That's, that's great. And like I said, this is the biggest thing for me and people are just like, I heard some, some people bring this up. LeBron, like in the last series, um, LeBron, you know, more or less only had, the, on you know mismatches could only attack Jamal Murray, and he waited to the end of the series to do that. He's got a lot of places to attack in this series attack, between Tyler, Goran Dragic, Duncan. He's got you know he got three white boys he could pick on. 
Yeah, very true. But you got three people we could pick on and, and try to force switches with him and AD. What do you do with that? But if, I would say is are, are yeah. you soon is the but I mean just like any other series, the goat got to knock down shots. So AC got to knock down shots. KCP, yeah. our, our man KCP. I, I expect my man Danny Green, the champion. Yo, man, my man KCP. Danny Green. Okay, Can he's I, my man I'm, right now until he misses that first shot in game one. I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this because you know on our practice pods and our group chat, everything. I would like to personally apologize to uh, uh, Alex Caruso. I would say KCP, but if I take with if I take the gas off of KCP, he gonna start relaxing. So he might slip up. <laughs> exactly. He gonna piss me off. Okay. So I just like to personally apologize, to Caruso. KCP, KCP has yours been the is third coming. Best Laker. He's been the third best consistent Laker, and it's yeah. No, it's been Rondo. Yeah, you. Oh, you forget yeah, about Rondo. It's Rondo. Yeah, it's Rondo. And then, and then it's KCP or AC. I would say I would say Rondo's been the third most important Laker. But he's been the X factor. KCP, you need KCP shooting, man. I would say this. He shot a lot better. Yes, he shot. He he played. He played a season where he went to jail. This shit should be easy. You know what I'm saying? Playing shooting in the bubble and shooting in prison is almost the same thing. So he should be used um, to it. And, and 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 for all the money we've given the Pope family, this is the minimum he could do for us. This is the minimum he could do for us. I, I love the Pope family. Um, <laughs> let me give a shot. Let me give the biggest it's shout out. Pope family. Caldwell. Yeah, the Caldwell Pope. The Caldwell Pope family. He he, he, he the, got more last names than he hit than he do hit jumpers. <laughs> he be, he's on. He's on. Um, let me give a big shout out to Frank Vogel. I don't think enough credit is given to this man. Uh, I know in the beginning, a lot of us had um, issues with his rotations, but. When it comes still, down to the nitty gritty, uh, he, we still do at times, Kev. Yeah, I know. You, you guys do. Um, <clears throat> he plays a lot of Morris, and that that bothers me. Um, uh, he press okay. he presses the right buttons. He presses the gotta, right buttons. We just we just got trust issue with coaches, Kev. You got to be be joined. <laughs> we got we got trust issues with rotations. I mean, because we saw uh, Luke and then Mike Brown and then then Tony and then we you know we just we just I just I just don't want to get too excited and then Vogel always reels me back when I start to like his. Do big you guys, uh, bro? Do you follow O'Shea Jackson on on Instagram? Yeah, or yeah. He is like the most funniest Homerous. Mm-hmm. He's. I did you see him on the he's, low post? He's like, yeah, I know. He's like you in your final form. Like if you were ever to get money. He's like you in your final form. If you were what like you to, talk about? if you were, <laughs> I got money now. <laughs> Bitch, what you, you got? O, you got O'Shea Jackson money? No, nah, I ain't got O'Shea no. Jackson money, but nigga, I'm I'm nice. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm nice. In, in final form, if if you were to go Super Saiyan, that would be that would be your form as O'Shea Jackson too. I mean, we like what we like, bro. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This Laker gang um, don't bang. Yeah. Well, well, here's what I would say. Not to cut you off, Kev. Yeah, I will. I I will give um, Frank Vogel one thing, and just just everybody in general to just you know, Frank Vogel to manage having two coaches on his bench, 
three coaches on his bench, actually. Right, like two coaches on his bench. How many? What was Rondo, the story? What, people, for, what was the stories at the beginning of the season, Jesse? Yeah, it's, it's, Jason Kidd. It's Jason Kidd's job. I mean, well, well, yeah. I mean, everybody assumed that he was a, 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 a you know, a figurehead. But I mean, like I say, he scores. We, we scores. He scores what he could out of Indiana. He nobody wants to fucking coach in Orlando. So this is third game. Yeah. Right. No, like, and, and it, he, we know we got to We like Zach Lowe is writing an article about this right now, and it's, I expect it to be up tomorrow. But um, like we got to give Frank his his due and his credit. For what yeah. he did, like yeah. LeBron bought in since day one on defense, and it shows. Like the habits yeah. are there, right? Like, um, as a LeBron, a close LeBron observer, I can tell you, um, Cleveland LeBron when he ramped up, when he said he he needed to ramp up his defense, took him took him a little while. His like he he you know when you wanted to ramp up, but like the habits weren't there, like you know. Somebody don't expect you to make that rotation, um, but it's different now because AD and, and Frank they they expect that from him, and you can tell. Like again, LeBron has played as well as he can defensively, and he's he's given he's putting it all out there, and that's tough, and that says a lot about Frank uh, because of a player of LeBron's caliber to buy in from the start, and it shows, and I think that's why. Uh, Ultimately, it's it's gonna lead to where I think Larry's gonna end up. Yeah, I mean, um, I will also say this: it's like Vogel has done a great job of letting people have their voice. And like, you know, I hate to quote him, but he's been he's been good lately, or entertaining, I should say. But Kendrick Perkins has been entertaining lately. But he did mention somewhere he's like, and I think he made a mistake. He, he forgot about the two head coaches that are his assistant head coaches. But he said, people forget the Lakers got three head coaches. And it's like, no, they got five head coaches. And, and for you, there was only a couple of people that can talk to, three people that can talk to AD, and AD would listen. AD would listen to Jason this Kidd. AD's best Le- defensive LeBron? year, too. This is his he best defensive year, exactly. too. He will listen to he'll listen to Jason Kidd, LeBron, and Rondo. Rondo because of their you know Rondo has a ring and their past. LeBron because LeBron is LeBron and Jason Kidd because Jason Kidd is the, one of the best punk guards to ever play the game. So you're gonna listen to the guys that and that allowed others to be able to say something to him where it's like hey you know if you can run and he'll do it and you know I'm not saying that in a way that it's like. AD is this bad dude, or you can't say nothing to him, or he has an attitude. But, you know, to get somebody to buy in, there's very few people that tell him what to do, where you saw LeBron check him, where it's like, hey, hold the ball tight and finish on that three-point play. And AD's giving him an excuse, but he's like, hold. Like, give. Accountability. This is... This yeah. sounds like a lot like what the Clippers didn't have in the <laughs> exactly. And and on the Not court... To take it full circle on the Clippers. Yeah, on the court... There's only two people that would be able to say that to him, and that's Rondo and LeBron. And he that's listens to those two guys. And, really on, uh, and when you're getting off the court, who's the first person that really talks to him? Jason Kidd. And then Vogel right. says something to him. These, right. these guys, so he, and I like his demeanor, man. I like Frank. Frank, he, he has his hand behind his back, and he just does this with his pointy-ass nose. He looks yeah. like a... Like a, yeah, a he never he teacher. never gets too high never, or too low. He never gets too low. Like, and he knows when to make a... Yeah, he knows... Works. He knows he got LeBron James. If LeBron says, "Coach, they fouling me," 
All right, and then he'll go yeah, hard yeah. at the refs. Yeah, he'll do what he right. got to 100%. do. So and like his to demeanor, be able to manage like, all that is very I know, good. I know the Lake. He was the, like the third option for the Lakers, but man, did the Lakers look at to Frank again? Yeah. I don't know how the other two would have ended up like, but so I'm wrong. glad it ended up. I'm glad it ended up on. I'm glad it ended up on Frank because this defense uh, is a hallmark of what he, you yeah. know, the groundwork they'd be building in Indiana. Um, go go ahead. Just no, and I, I'm gonna say, you know, the the rest of his, you know, he's gonna lose Jason Kidd next season, so it is. What it is. I don't think Jason Kidd's getting a head coaching job. Not you this don't year. think so? No, 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 not this year. Not this year. Not this year. next year. All right. Go so ahead. um, also too, oh. one, one last thing. One last thing. Uh, before we start next year's NBA, please, every NBA player, stop asking for review after every foul. Like I'm sick of it. Like I'm literally, oh, I'm, I'm, literally, I'm, I'm literally sick of it. They're not, none of these teams are as worse than those Clipper teams with Blake Griffin and Chris Paul and Doc Rivers. I'm sorry, like we we, we forget how whiny oh. and crybaby those oh. teams were. Those teams were bad, but th- even those these Clippers today are, are, are bad. the worst. Pat Bev, yeah, every time, every really time bad. he's always ah. Doc, I think you guys Doc. forgot out. I no, think you guys I remember. Out how bad I remember Blake and CP and Doc Rivers. because no. they were bad. Because, no, Every because every call, guys. Because CP d- does not hesitate to remind us of that. CP three does not <laughs> hesitate to remind us of how bad they were. Um, they were but whiny. no, I need. But no, I, I'm with y'all. 100%. No, I'm just saying the motion and like, like I, I don't think yeah. I've seen a lot of guys doing this shit all the time. Oh, exactly. okay, well, yeah, because the review just came in. Shit, but also, probably, I'm about to say there probably wasn't reviews at that time. Like that. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like no, like the review motion that they make after every foul. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Also, um, you guys only get one. Yeah. Stop making it. Stop making the motion. No, yeah, like you gotta really trust yourself and, the, and your and, team and that it's not a bad decision mention, because you lose your timeout. That's that's that as well, and and the fact they do it in stupid situations is like like you're just doing it just to do it. Like if you're not doing it, and it's a big possession of a game. Like who cares? Yeah. You got an extra foul. Like who cares? The basketball is not that's my point. Cares. That that's yeah. the thing about like basketball, yeah, one mistake that shouldn't end your game. Yeah, yeah. like f- football. Like if like if it's Nikola Jokic and it's his fifth foul, then yeah, review the shit. Yeah, like, see if you can get him or back. or if you're was... doing it and it's somebody's second foul. Get the fuck out of here. No, I've seen, uh, seen it one time in the second quarter where it was like, no. oh, Marcus Smart picked up his first foul. And he was like, review yeah. it, Brad. Review yeah. it. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Or, or what about in the first two minutes of the game, Patrick Beverly is asking for a review. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Pat, well, it's, the, it's the first two minutes of the <laughs> damn game. Don't and it's like, come on. No, but my thing is, it's like, it's not like football. Football, one play. If you challenge that and you get it right, there there is like that can change the whole momentum of the game. That can make that's a touchdown from a you know uh, interception. That's an mm-hmm. interception from an incomplete pass. That mm-hmm. changes everything. In basketball, you don't even remember in the next play. It's gone. Like it's over and done with. Like it doesn't affect the game like that. So for them to be continuously asking for this review, my biggest issue is they need to do which they're not going to do something. But it's like. I don't know when this happened or when we started realizing it was happening, but this idea of like influencing the refs and talking to them constantly is getting on my nerves. Like I'm not one of, I'm not one of those guys like where it's like, Oh, the, you know, the, the Lakers shouldn't uh, contact the league. Yeah. You could do that after a game. 
If LeBron only got three foul shots, that's, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense that he only got three foul shots. I can agree with that. AD, maybe maybe so. so but even then, it's like AD getting three foul shots, yes. But if you're in the middle of in the game and every – you could just literally see LeBron not even – and I'm, I'm calling out the best player in the league. I'm calling out the best player in the league. Everybody else – Everybody else does this, but I'm calling out LeBron. You can literally see him before he even puts up the shot. Hey! And then he just sits there yelling at the ref, and it's like the call wasn't made, LeBron. Go back. Yeah, you cannot keep yeah, I do that all the time. continue yeah. yelling at the ref. Like this is a you get yeah. you get the ultimate leeway, you're LeBron James, but you're also you don't understand, like to me, if you're able to do that and you see your you see that the team uh, when you do that and the team scores on you. That means you're telling me like, oh, that possession doesn't matter. So stop sitting there looking to the ref or stop looking to your coach for a review because you know what possession matters or not. You know that this is not going to affect the game in the ultimate long run, in the long run of things. So it's like, I, that's my problem is like, just, it's, it just seems like there's so much talking to the ref also. And I, I'm done talking about it after this, but also, it used to be certain players can talk to the ref. I'm sorry, Caruso. You can't talk to the motherfucking ref. I'm sorry, KCP. Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry, uh, Marcus Moore or Marquise or Morris, whoever wants to show up to the game that day. Shut the fuck up. Dwight Howard, you're no longer a superstar. Shut the fuck up. Like you, and I'm calling out my own Lakers. I am a Laker fan, and this is what I do, what I see watching the Lakers. You guys are all talking to the ref, all saying something to the ref. Everybody, and it used to be the point guard can say something to the ref because he's the captain. The star players can say something to the ref because they're star players. But all of you guys, every every call. Yeah. All that stuff, and it's just annoying. It's, it's, it's not fun to watch. It's, you know, people talk about soccer and the flops they do in soccer. This is getting to soccer level with, with, with what they're doing. And that's how bad right. it is. So, okay, so uh, let's close this out. Let's just make this – let's get our predictions off rip. Um, we know who we, we, we got winning, but how many games, uh, Jesse? I think it has to be six games. Okay. Six. Real, how many games? Seven. Seven games. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. I don't think he got. I can't let it go to seven. <laughs> I don't think LeBron lets it go to seven, man. Going seven, seven games. Are you writing it down? Yeah, I'm writing this down. Um, I'm with you, Jesse. I think seven games as well. I said uh, Jesse six. You mean six? Yeah, Jesse six. Um. I think the Lakers are going to lose game one, though. I think that's all for it. Oh, I think so, too. I think they're going to lose tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That, that, the that. way the, the way the Miami Heat play, like, it takes a couple games for you to get used to it. Yeah, that take, uh, you know, take. But at the, the same time, this is, this is the thing that's nobody, I, I, don't hear, I haven't heard any talking heads talk about this. And, uh, LeBron is not only competing for a championship, he's chasing the ghost of MJ, chasing greatness. Um, 
He's also in competition with Anthony Davis because I think he knows Anthony Davis can take in finals MVP from his ass. Like, it's on the table. It's not a guaranteed finals MVP for Bron. He has to ball to get it away from AD on his own team if this series goes right. That's so true. But I think he's going to have a harder time getting his than I expect have. a. I expect Bron to play balls to wall not only for to win the championship, but he knows – the narrative if AD, if he doesn't get finals MVP in the first year that he's with AD, maybe in the next year he can officially pass the torch to AD and let him get finals MVP. But this year he has to get finals MVP. I think the ring matters more than that, though. Oh, no, no, it definitely does. But I think he understands that. Like if AD's he finals, he, he's, MVP. Not, he's not going to be like, oh, shit. No, no, he's not going to try to take food yeah. out of his mouth. No, no, no. But I just think. You'll, you're going to see LeBron play hard on both sides of the and ball, making I'm statements. I'm here for And it. he's going to try to play as hard as he can to try to get finals. If, again, if and when that happens. So I see six games, Lakers in six, Heat win game one, you know, mostly back and forth until the last two games of the series. Um, All right. Oh, what? You want to react to that? I know I'm with you. Um, I just think this is a series where it it comes down to LeBron at the end of the day. I think this one's for LeBron. I know that they're going to throw different guys at him, but I don't see anybody able to really guard LeBron. And yeah, like all these talk heads that bring up Andre Iguodala, like he's not he's not washed now. No, I love Andre. I love Iggy. He's not the same. Yeah, he's not the same. He's not going to go on television. He's it's not the same. He's he's physically not. It's it's crazy because LeBron is thirty five and those two other dudes are younger and he LeBron still has most of his athleticism and those two have. Uh, the, when I say those two, I mean uh, Jay Crowder and um, Andre Iguodala. Like they're athletic. Oh, Jimmy Butler too. Like he's not the same athletic Wait, guy either. Iggy's not younger than LeBron. Iggy's not younger than LeBron. No, he's not younger than LeBron. LeBron two thousand. 2013 draft, uh, 03 draft, Iggy was what? Yeah, but Iggy yeah, went to college. Yeah, but Iggy went to college. Oh, no, he does the same true. age. Yeah, that's all. Like, there's no way he's. They do the same age. LeBron's and... been in the league. LeBron's been in the league longer, though. No, Iggy Iguodala's older by a year. Oh, yeah, Iggy, the year before. Yeah. Oh, he was 02. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. Iguodala yeah, 36, they, LeBron is 35. And he'll yeah, be and LeBron. They, they were drafted in November. They were drafted in the same year. No, they weren't. Oh, no. no they weren't. No way. He, he was not in No, they weren't. Draft. Jesse, what are you talking about? Or a year after. 04. 04. 04. Oh, so he was in four draft. See, yeah, I knew. Okay, so he was, he's older, but he was in a later draft. Okay. Sure. Yeah, he went to college. All right. Um. Okay, so uh, we can open it up right now. We're towards the end. So let me just throw this in here right now. So for future podcasts, if you want to send a question to the fellas of those millennials podcasts, send us a DM at those underscore millennials, uh, or, or you can hit up the email at those millennials at gmail.com to send us a question and it could and will be answered on the show. Uh, so today. Well, breaking news. Uh, Ty Lu was just interviewed by the 76ers. Okay. Um, uh, there's some really good jobs out there, man, for coaches. Um, does anybody have a, a parting shot, a parting rant that they want to 
uh, sin not necessarily well yeah send this out on mm, I can't think of none <laughs> um, I don't have a rant okay you know uh, I do I got something you know, right. and, and this is just coming from just something I saw today. Like, I'm tired of of reporters a- asking players that they wouldn't ask white people that they ask black people, and because it's personal. Talk about questions. Like, prime example. This is what this. Is, yeah, yeah. This is this is what I'm getting at. Like, they asked Cam Newton like why his family wasn't in Boston, but it's like. Like they like like they don't ask anybody else any other shit. Like like you know what I'm saying? Like why do they ask certain players or certain black quarterbacks? You know, just different shit. Like like you know what I'm saying? Like I I just don't I don't know. Like I I just feel like uh, as the media like ask about or, the game. Or my favorite thing: Why do they always bring up black quarterbacks' contracts? How many That's times? Um, yeah, they, you, you, how many it, times yeah, did they, they say Patrick Mahomes' yeah. contract? How many A times lot. did they say it? I, Aaron Rodgers had it. Aaron Rodgers had a record-breaking contract. Contract, yep. A few years ago, yeah. Why are they always bringing up his contract? And and, and another thing too, because I'm on this whole black quarterback thing. Talking here today, like when they were talking about they were just like somebody said, you know what? I think that we was everything that happened before the draft. You know, with the whole racial thing. I'm like, why are we going back? To this shit and like like why do we keep going back to this like why can't we just break down the like the blitz coverages that the Chiefs and and and, and, and the Ravens had like why did why, why are we going back to, to the criticism of, of Lamar Jackson and all this other shit like oh he was supposed to be a receiver like why like it's been three fucking years now like why can't we just break down the game like it's like the NFL like everybody wants to be a shock jock how about you just when I watch this shit in the morning just give me some shit I can look at when I look at them when I watch the next game that's all I want from you because I already formulated my opinion on a team you know let me know some shit I can watch for the next fucking game like I'm just tired of that shit like I'm tired of hearing about this Lamar Jackson can he play quarterback Shit. Why? Why can't anybody just talk about the Chiefs' defense play well last night? Every I talking mean, head last night. Every every talking head yesterday was talking about that shit. I think uh, right, just to, no, you good. Just uh, just to piggyback off of what you said, I think the biggest thing that we learned from that game is um, as soon as Kansas City took a big lead, um, the first thing they decided to do was start throwing the ball. It's hard um, for Lamar Jackson to come back like that. He can't come back like that. And it's you know what I would say is it's hard for ninety percent of the quarterbacks the in, yeah, the, in the league that's to true. come back like that. Yeah. You're, you're relying on a system that is not your system. Your system is running the ball. Your system mm-hmm. is pounding down the throat. And once they started doing that, once they started putting it back in, the, they stopped. They were successful. They, throw, they came back, but you know their defense. You know, at a you know the the, the Kansas City Chiefs offense is always going to be. Uh, you know, the defense for like shit. Like nobody even yeah. like. So, you know, uh, so. W- w- is is yesterday the last time the Chiefs are underdogs in a game like they were? Because Baltimore was three yeah, point favorites, right? Yeah, yesterday, they shout out to the now. Chiefs for winning me money. But um, yeah, that is probably the last game. Well, they gotta go to. Wait, 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 They gotta go. To, they gotta go to Tampa Bay, though. They gotta go to Tampa. That don't mean shit. That don't. Mean that shit. may be one. It may be one point. It depends. Oh. Like that's in week ten. That's in week ten. 
Look, they have to go to New Orleans. I want I want people to really know that the 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 real life, the, like the Kansas City Chiefs are the freaking warriors of the NFL. And, and like, yeah, I mean, I don't. If I'm going to this Steph Curry. <laughs> if you're if you're putting if you're putting Tampa like Bay, Tampa Bay when they face a good team they struggled, uh, versus the bad teams they played. There's no way you could put that up against Kansas City and say that the Kansas. I, I will only I will only the only reason why I say this too, and they also got to go to Las Vegas is because they looked like dog shit for NLA last week. Like they couldn't tackle anybody. Like this yeah, was an anomaly because their defense. defense. The Char- but first the Chargers, Chargers have a great defensive line. Chargers they do, but they only and they, and the Chargers should have won that game. So that's all I'm saying is the Chargers and they give it Sunday, and but and they but you if you saying if they're going to be underdog, that probably is the last game they're going to be underdog because they don't play anybody. That's I mean, a, uh, yeah, well they got to go. Well, yeah. hell, yeah, well they shouldn't even move Buffalo, but even then Buffalo should be the underdog. So no, Buffalo should be underdog. They should be 100. Um, and as a Buffalo fan, the Buffalo should be underdog. Um, because there's one thing that they got that Buffalo can't can't stop right now, and that's the running game. Our running defense is not great right now. So um, they're, they're, they should be able to run the ball on us, and that's going to cause a whole bunch of trouble. That's how the Rams got back in the game. So, mm-hmm. um, But, uh, yeah, that should be the last time I, 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 on a, in a safe – like, to be honest, I don't know why they were the underdogs other than watching the Chargers because game. People try to – I mean, the, the Ravens are good, but, you know. They have a great defense, too, so I, I can see that. Team. Yeah, but I can one, see that. I just, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a betting person like that, but once I saw that, I was like, this might be a thing I, I should have jumped on. And now also, yeah, also, could it be that they were just looking past the Chargers? <laughs> you know what I mean? You have the Ravens coming up. You know the big game. You you should you were expecting to just go go in Monday night. Everybody's yeah, watching. Yeah, you could watching. you could have said they were looking past the Chargers, and they they got surprised. Also, you're facing a quarterback that nobody has seen him play, so you don't know what they're gonna do you. with him. So you know, there's there's a little there are factors that shouldn't be factors. Like I don't think they're big factors. But it's uh, that I think the biggest factor is they could have possibly be, been looking past the Chargers, looking forward to that Ravens game because the way they came out and just balled up the Ravens, it seemed like that 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 preparation was like for since the beginning of the season type of preparation for that defense because they just knew they had answers for that defense every single time and even when the defense got stops and everything when it came down to like they needed a score, they scored. And it was like they just had an answer for that defense every time. So, um, and that defense is a is top five defense. So, you know, um, you know, I, I think they kind of looked past the Chargers and and didn't really take them serious as opponents. But you know, it happens. And also, they played a Thursday night game and then didn't play for like a week and a half. So, yeah, I got you. But but uh, it is what it is. I don't think they should be. But it'll happen. We'll see. Um, okay. um my my parting shot is um uh you know what my parting shot is this we as black men as black people need to protect our black women. Mm. That's it. And that's it. Say that again Where, so people the people in the back can hear it, Jesse. 
I we as black men, as black people, as black uh as a black society, um, we just gotta protect our black women. We think we as we we say a lot of things when it comes to um race. We say a lot of things when it comes to discrimination, but a lot of a lot of it is geared towards men, uh, black men. And I would say, if you ever act, just sit there and talk to a black woman and just listen to the shit they've gone through. It's fucking terrible. And and it's it's just from black people, and that's black, when I say black people, that's black women and black men, to outside of black people, it's like, you know, they're, they're, they go through a lot, yo. And then they relentlessly, without hesitation, support us. And I mean, not to cut you off, but I mean, like I said, I deal with the trauma of knowing the, the generational fact that people were denied, you know, rights and everything. Like women have, black women have to deal with the fact that a lot of their people, a lot of their generational people were fucking raped by racist, ignorant killers at the time. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, like their, their history runs a little deeper when you read like into the fact that like people of our, you know, pigmentation were raped and, and, and done wrong by fucking evil racist killers back then. It's hard for me just to imagine how, you know, just, just think about that. Like how, how does that, you know, I don't even want to know. Like it's just yeah. terrible. And I just think yeah. you're right. And I'm just, I'm co-signing on everything you're saying. And I will say that, you know, we got to understand, like, think about it this way. When the civil rights movement came and all of that came, who was like, if you name the most militant people, it's black women, man. It's like black women are there. When it came to women's rights, even though they weren't going to get the same treatment, even though you could say it was like it's white women's rights, Black women were there to support them. You know what I'm saying? Like they, when they believe in a cause, they they go hard, man. And we gotta we gotta go just as hard. Look at the and and women in general, but black women especially. But look at the WNBA. They they don't care, man. They do not care about any of that stuff. And you could say, well, they don't have what the NBA has, but I don't think that if they that I don't think that if they were facing what the NBA faces and the men and the sponsors and all that, they would hesitate or be scared to do what they're doing because they believe. And I'm not sitting there saying that, you know, they believe more than men. I'm not saying they're putting a men versus women. I'm just saying when it comes to going hard and doing it and hard, it's time for us to pay them back and fully. It's time. So when you see a black woman and it's, you see her in in the election on the ballot and you see that she's doing what she's doing and you know she's doing the right, vote for her, man. When you see what they're about to say, when Kamala Harris got uh, the vice president, you know, she's going to be the running mate of, of, of Biden. What Smoking Joe? Up, you know what I mean? Instead of saying stupid shit, the first thing is, you know, support her because you already know that they are already ready to attack her. And attack her, no matter what they say, it's all going to forever be based on race. It's always going to be based on race. I don't care what anybody says. You can you can say what you want, but when you or go feminism. down to the... Yeah, when you go down to the nitty-gritty, 
It always comes down to race. And at the end of the day, you got to just understand whether she wins or loses and any black woman that's in this ballot, that's any black woman that's trying to make something happen, that it's always going to come down to like, oh, they're too militant. Oh, they're too emotional. They're too passionate. But we just got to listen and support them and, and, and go hard for them. We've, I wouldn't say we failed Breonna Taylor, but that was a blow that, you know, we, we knew I, it was coming. In the beginning, I said, I said the system failed her. We didn't fail her. Yeah, we didn't fail her. The system failed her, and the system's always going to constantly fail us. But that was a blow. But we as people, the, way to, the best way we can, the best way to um, honor her is to go out there, vote, and support black women, especially as black men, and 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 help and and have their backs. Let them let them be the front today. Let them be the front for here, and and we we have their backs. That's how I feel about it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I I can't touch on that and say anything better than Jesse just said. Um. My party shot is nothing important, so I'm I'm just gonna leave it there. Like I think that's <laughs> my party shot. I should you guys you guys both well you went heavy, so it makes no sense for me to say what I gotta say. Um uh this was good, guys. Um it was finally it's it's finally it was cool to break out this old mic right here and, and put it to use like we used to, man. Um feels good to be back. Uh, it feels it's great to be back. Um like the so Lakers, our, it feels our, good to be home. It feels <laughs> good to be home, Ral. It feels good to be back in the bed in the sheets. It feels good where we belong. That you could say the Celtics our, got as many championships as they want, but it's the Lakers that really been running this NBA for a very long time. It's our bed sheets. The Celtics had it at first. Jesse, a, I'm a, Jesse. I'm gonna just corner bets. my excitement. Until after we win it, but okay. then for that podcast, please tune in. Please tune in. <laughs> please tune in on the one after the one we win the championship. You want to talk about it? You want to talk about oh, an man. ass? What? You want to talk about an ass? I'm gonna act oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I was gonna say <laughs> this is we're turning into a Laker pot all over again. This is great. Um, because we I just want to say uh, I know I know it's. Uh, it's going to take a while for us to regain our listenership because we we were gone for so long, but we're, we're willing to do the work and we're here and we're going to be here to stay. We got some things cooking in the ether um, for you guys. So just stay with us. So if you're new, we appreciate you. Thank you for checking us out. If you're old, thank you. Um, thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for believing in us. And uh, I guess we can sign off here. Thank you for listening, guys, and uh, those millennials, we out. Go vote. Go vote.